G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. A life without impact is a waste of life. If we go through life looking after ourselves but not impacting others for good, then when we get to the end of it all, no doubt, we're going to be asking the question, so what was the point? And at the end, well, that's not such a good time to be asking that question, is it? I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take another look at God's blessing in your life from a different perspective. Yesterday on the program, we were talking about the impact of your life on other people. And that's a theme I want to continue to explore some more right now, because when we talk about the blessing of God in our lives, the whole point of that blessing isn't just that it should be a blessing to us, but that it should flow out through us and be an abundant blessing to the people around us. I'm here with you today because some people who had experienced God's blessing in their lives shared that blessing with me amidst some of the most difficult circumstances I'd ever experienced. God's blessing to them overflowed into my life. I think of an elderly woman, well into her 70s she was at the time, with whom I boarded for several months. This is about 20 years ago now, when I was going through a tough time and I was in the throes of giving my life to Jesus. Her name was Norma, and she gave me a place to stay when I didn't have anywhere to live. Each night after dinner, Norma and I would sit down over a cup of our favourite Twining's Russian caravan tea, and she would share with me the abundant joy that she had in her relationship with Jesus. Her husband had died 18 years before, massive heart attack, walking back from the letterbox on their front lawn. So here she was, a widow, lonely often, and yet when she told me about Jesus and her relationship with him and, and what that meant and how he blessed her on and on, night after night, I could see it in her eyes and I could hear it in her voice. It, it was infectious. And that it, I now look back, and I can give the it a name. It was the blessing of God in her life. It was so real. And so the blessing of God in Norma overflowed into my life. And since then, as I do what I do now, sharing the love of Jesus with you and and many other people through this program, the blessing of God that first came to me through Norma and a handful of other people just like her now overflows into so many more lives. That's God's plan. That's how it works in God's economy. His blessing fills us to overflowing and then multiplies to feed countless more people. Have a listen to this beautiful, powerful story of the multiplication of God's blessing. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a large crowd was following him because they'd seen the signs that he was doing on the sick. So Jesus went up on a mountain. And there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, 
But what are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. Uh, The men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, when he'd blessed them, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who'd eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew to the mountain by himself. John chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. The disciples thought they had nothing with which to feed the thousands, but Jesus knew that he had more than enough, more than enough. So he took the little that they did have, and what did he do? He blessed it. He gave thanks for it. And when he'd done that, there was more than enough blessing to go around for 5,000. Watchman Nee was a Chinese evangelist who was martyred for his faith and gospel work back in the 1970s. This is what he wrote about this perspective, this expectation issue in relation to this sign, the feeding of the 5,000, in a little booklet that he published called 12 Baskets Full. Here's what he said. What do we mean when we talk of God's blessing? We mean divine activity that is not based on human activity. We mean a working of God that is not based on our work. The blessing of God is not something that we can earn by our efforts. It's not something that we can buy with our money. One penny should always procure one penny's worth. But if without one penny, God gives us 10,000 pennies worth, that is his blessing. His blessing makes our calculations futile because it leaves us without any basis on which to calculate. When five small loaves provide nourishment for 5,000 people and leave a surplus that fills 12 baskets, that is God's blessing. So many of us, instead of looking to our Lord to bless the loaves, are looking at the loaves in our hands. Our one hope in the face of today's immense need is that he will perform a miracle and that he will do it by taking the bread into his hands and blessing it. When the Lord in his goodness brings us to a totally new position where we recognise the paramount importance of his blessing, then the way will be open for him to work. I've shared this story on the program before, but I'm sharing it again as we come to the close of this series about God's amazing blessings because I deliberately want to blow your mind with the power of expecting God to bless you. I want my calculations and your calculations to be absolutely futile when it comes to sharing the blessing of God around because I want God to bless more people through you and me than we can possibly ever imagine. Now, in my case, I don't say that arrogantly because what God does through me and what he does through you, they're completely up to him. But when we desire his blessing, when we expect his blessing, and when we see it happening through us, it's it's just the most amazing thing that we can ever experience. It's like being there and having a small part to play, but really, at the end of the day, you feel like a privileged spectator. Let's say in your life that you impact just 10 people, 10, with the amazing blessing of God. And those 10 people impact another 10, and those 10, another 10. That's not an unreasonable expectation. Then in just those three generations of blessing, if I can call them that, a thousand people will have been blessed by God because you are God's entry point of blessing into this world in your little corner of the vineyard. 
And those thousand people are going to go on and have children and their children will have children and their children will have more children and the blessing of God as it came into this world can ripple down through countless generations. The blessing of God that came through you. There are people in this world that need you to be the entry point of God's blessing into their lives, just like Norma was into my life. There's something about you that's absolutely unique. And I know you kind of look at yourself and think, well, you know, I'm, I'm nothing special. I don't have a lot to give. Welcome to the club. When I was sitting around that Laminex kitchen table with Norma all those years ago, I knew absolutely I was nothing special. I had way less than you to give. But as Norma's blessing flowed into my life, something happened to me. I, I can't put it into words. I just knew that I had to take the little I had and start sharing it with other people using the abilities that God had given to me. And here we are today, 20 years on, you and I, and I'm privileged to share the blessing of God with you. And I can tell you beyond any shadow of doubt that God wants to bless you and it's time for you to get out there and for you to multiply that blessing. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.